Hi everyone, welcome to Lukewarm Takes, and I'm Kobe, and here's my co-host. Hey, uh, I'm Noah Linden. And this uh, is episode one, and we'll be talking about multiple things between MVP into unexpected records. Yeah, so I mean, if you like football and you're interested in hearing people talk about it, then, you know, tune in. Uh, both of us have pretty good knowledge of football, and that's why we started this podcast. All right. So, now, who do you think deserves to be MVP this season? Now, I've heard a lot of people talking about Russell Wilson because they feel like he's underrepresented. He's never gotten an MVP vote, which I found insane. But I personally think Patrick Mahomes, with, the, with how good he's played so far, should be MVP. I think he started off a little bit slow, so he hasn't been talked about as much as like players like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, who have had a pretty strong, strong mm-hmm. start to this season. But when you look at yards, Mahomes is leading the league in yards. His touchdown interception ratio is 25 to 1, and he has an 8 and 1 record. I mean, he, he's, he's looking good. Um, so, through the first nine weeks, I personally think Mahomes is the front. I mean, runner. you also could say Russell Wilson does have a better completion percentage because he completes more passes and he does play more difficult teams rather than the Mahomes who's played the Broncos and the Jets who have both struggled this season. So, you could yeah. say that Russell Wilson has had a harder schedule. No, he, he definitely I, – I, I love the way he's – I love he's able to get other receivers involved. I mean, he's made Metcalf look great, Lockett look great. He's good at getting everyone involved. Um, well, also, you could talk about Aaron Rodgers being MVP this season. He hasn't really struggled at any games. He's only lost two games. And he's made a, some really, really good passes. Devontae Adams, uh, Scandling, and Alan Lazard. Yeah, I think – I think with Aaron Rodgers, he, he also – he had a pretty uh, strong start to the year. But his last couple of games, um, against the Vikings, he didn't play great. Uh, let me pull up the stats. He threw for 291 yards, which, I mean, for an average quarterback is good, but for Rodgers, it isn't great. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, yeah, I definitely think he's playing well. He's I mean, making Devontae Adams look like – I mean, with the amount of firepower he has on his offense, do you think he's producing the most compared to, like, how much firepower the Seahawks and the uh, Chiefs have? Like, it doesn't seem I, like he's getting much help from his um, from his team. I think he has a worse receiving core. Um, but I think they all have pretty good receivers. I think Mahomes just has so many weapons on his teams, on his team, and same as Wilson. Um, yeah, I think I think Rodgers, obviously, you know, starting going into the season, people are mad about them drafting Jordan Love and not really helping Rodgers out with their receiver because they don't traditionally draft receivers. But, again, he's making the most of what he has, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, who, who do you think is going to be the defensive player this year? My bet's on Miles Garrett so far. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Miles Garrett has had a great season. It's funny to think back, you know, about that Browns, you know, that infamous Browns-Steelers game where he completely destroyed Mason Rudolph with that helmet. And I, I a think long way since then. No one knew how large that suspension would be, but he's, he's you know, he's, he's come back and he's doing well. Um, I think DPOI – it's, it, yeah, for me, it would be between Garrett and Donald. I think Aaron Donald. I mean, I mean you also could put Watt in there. TJ Watt has been unstoppable yeah, this season. I mean, you may not have the stats to show it, but if you watch his games, he interrupts offense. He stops the flow, and he puts up, he puts up um, stops on important downs, which they don't have stats for, but he's a playmaker, and he can mess up offenses uh, really easily. You know, I think he, he has that presence that he brings to that entire defense. I mean, the, the, that, this entire year, the Steelers' defense has been one of the best. So he's definitely doing a lot. And I think with Aaron Donald, 
you know, nine sacks, which is, I think, tied for the most in the league with Garrett. It's up there. I mean, it's, it's also impressive, but, you know, we're used to that from Aaron Donald. Miles Garrett has had the most forced fumbles this season, and yeah. it's an overall monster when it comes to sacking the QB. Nine sacks this season and yeah. four forced fumbles. You don't see that a lot. Like, Aaron Donald's behind them, but this is someone who's, like, his third – was it third, fourth year? He's yeah. a very I mean, good player. The reason that's that's a big reason why you know Cleveland's five and three. We don't see that you know them being over five hundred a lot, but I think with the way the defense is playing, and a huge part of that is Miles Garrett. I just think that they weren't as hard as the division. I mean, they, they I don't know. I, I, yeah, Cleveland's been playing well, and I think Garrett you know plays a large. Yeah, role. I think also with OBJ getting injured and tearing his ACL, I think Miles Garrett stepped up and has helped the Browns um, definitely definitely do better. And I think I he's my vote for MVP or for defensive. Uh, player of the year, but TJ Watt's my second. Yeah. No, you have to keep a close watch they've, for them. They've all, they've all been great. Um, all right. So. Uh, who's, who do you like better, Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry? Because I think about this a lot, so I want to hear your take. It's tough. You know, I feel like both of them had kind of slow starts, I mean, to what we're used to from them, until Derrick Henry had that huge game. Um, and Dalvin Cook, as of late, has just been a monster. Um, I mean, 858 total yards, um, 12 touchdowns. I mean, I think Cook has been the best running back in the league. I think he's done, done a lot for the Vikings team. But I definitely think Henry's also been great. Uh, well, as of now, Dalvin Cook had two monster games. But they were against very, very bad run defenses. So do you think that he's just thriving on bad players? Or he's an actually good running back, and he can he can play through tough defenses. Because we'll see what how he does against Chicago this week. I think part of it is um, just the Vikings and Kirk Cousins incorporating him more on you know in the receiving aspect of the game. Um, I think it'll be interesting because he's playing the Bears, you know, on Monday Night Football, who have a good run defense. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays there. You know, yeah, Derek Henry did struggle against the Bears. Um, yeah, this past week, so. It's definitely interesting to see will Dalvin Cook be able to thrive against it? Will that put um, Dalvin Cook above Derrick Henry? Because I think Derrick Henry is the best running back right now. He just has played has a much tougher schedule and uh, has played a lot more tough defense. He's played against yeah. Pittsburgh, Chicago, and other teams that are the top run defenses in the league who have like top playmakers like TJ Watt and Khalil Mack. Yeah. So do you think that he just has a tougher schedule? Um, I mean – I think anyone that could stiff off stiff uh, stiff arm Josh Norman as well as uh, Derrick Henry did, <laughs> like that, that was impressive. But you know, he's a strong man. Um, I think, you know, I, when I look at their stats, I see that Delvin Cook has more yards per carry, um, which is six. He has six yards per carry while Hunter is four point eight, which is pretty impressive. I think Derrick Henry's a good running back. I think Delvin Cook's schedule is getting harder as the year progresses. Um, so I want to see how he plays. Um, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. going to have to play the, some of the top defense in the league towards the end of the year. So we'll see how he does. Yeah, I'll be interested. Yeah. And so now our fantasy player uh, breakout games. So here we're going to talk about some of our players that we think could potentially help your fantasy team and definitely help you make the playoffs. So uh, we have the wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers, Richie James, who last week, against um, the Packers had uh, nine receptions for 184 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, in PPR, that's like 33.4 points there. 
I remember so that would be a big game for you if you pick I, up Richie James and see how he does for you. I remember watching that game, and I mean the 49ers were horrendous. They sucked, and that like I'll just say this: the Packers played you know really well. I think the one bright spot for them was Richie James. I mean he's a fast player. Um, yeah, I, he he played really well. Um, and I'm impressed to see what he can do moving on. But yeah, he he definitely had a great game against the Packers. Next are is Jacoby Myers from the New England Patriots. He's a wide receiver. With Julian Edelman gone, Jacoby Myers stepped up against the Jets for 12 receptions for 169 yards. I mean, it's not often you see a Patriots receiver go up for that many yards. So, especially 12 receptions, too. Obviously, that he's now going to be Cam's favorite. Yeah. Um, about, I mean, yeah, I think with Edelman out, it definitely puts Myers at a, at a wide receiver one position. I think if you do a fantasy and you're looking to pick Myers up, just be, you know, be careful because pass receivers do tend to be a little bit inconsistent when Edelman had that big game against the Seahawks in week two, the next game he had like two targets. So it like, it depends, but yeah, Myers look great. And um, I, I, I'm really excited to see what he can do in the next couple of weeks. And our third and final player is Olamid Zachulius. He's on the Atlanta Falcons and he's a wide receiver with Calvin Ridley sidelined. And um, he's the wide receiver too. He had 103 yards in a touchdown on four receptions. Could be a very good flex spot and has a lot of upside towards him. Yeah, I mean, he was taking – Matt Ryan threw him two deep balls. You know, it was pretty frustrating, you know, Julio Jones fantasy owner seeing that happen. But, yeah, he was, he was, a, he was a good deep threat. And, um, yeah, I know, he, he looked good. And I think with Calvin Ridley out, you know, he'll definitely get the ball more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to go over the big games of week mm-hmm. nine? So the big games we had this week were – the Thursday night Packers 49ers, where Aaron Rodgers threw for 305 yards and four touchdowns. Um, yeah, uh, and then Devonta Adams had 10 receptions, 173 yards, and a touchdown, which isn't surprising coming from him. And then obviously Richie James, who is the uh, breakout player who we mentioned. And I think with that game, the 49ers obviously hurt by injuries. You know, it was a tough game for them. And I yeah. think the Packers, you know, needed a bounce back game. You know from their game against the Vikings. So I think, I think it was, I, I like the way the Packers played. I think it was helpful to get Aaron Jones back. Um, and I, I think they'll start going on a bit of a win, winning streak. Mm-hmm. And this was honestly my personal favorite of the week was the Seahawks Bills. It was very thrilling, very high scoring game. Josh Allen and Ru- uh, Russell Wilson both had above 390 or had 390 yards or above. Very, very fun to watch. Um, Josh Allen though uh, played the best in the game throwing for 415 yards, throwing for three touchdowns and rushing for another, and throwing for 31 of 38, um, completing 31 of 38 passes. Very, very well played for Josh Allen, especially after the tragic loss of his grandmother. Um, I was very impressed with the Bills' defense. You know, picking off Russell Wilson twice is a pretty hard thing to do. It doesn't usually happen. So, you know, they stepped up, and I think Stephon Diggs, again, with another big game, he's just racking up yards now. They're receiving leader. In the entire yeah. league. So, DK know. Metcalf having another hundred yard game in the yeah. touchdown. You can't stop him. He's just he's just too big, too fast. He's, he's built different, man. It's insane. Yeah. It's huge, ginormous. <laughs> of course, we have to talk about the Saints Buccaneers, where the Saints Whoa. just destroyed the Buccaneers. Like just just annihilated them. Oh my God, it wasn't even fair. Like Tom Brady should just retire at that point. He's done. He's done. Like. Two hundred nine yeah, uh, yards and three interceptions for Tom Brady. What is what is he thinking? 
Yeah, I mean, it was just a blowout. Brady just didn't look comfortable at all. He was trying to throw, like, some balls, like, cross field, just plays you don't usually see Tom Brady make. Um, Drew Brees played well. Having Michael Thomas back, even though he didn't have a big game, I think will help them. It was just an overall great game for the Saints. And I know, you know, Tom Brady never likes losing to a rival in Drew Brees, but that was, you know, that was a very good game from the Saints. You think with Antonio Brown coming in uh, for the Buccaneers, they do better. But if anything, they did worse. Yeah, I think they'll start doing better. I think they just need to find a way to incorporate him into the game while also including, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and just making everyone happy. And I think Bruce Arians, he's a good coach. I think they'll find a way to make that happen. Yeah. So starting with our unexpected records, we're going to start with the 8-0 Steelers. I mean, no one really saw this coming because they're in such a difficult division. And they're eight and zero. I mean, Mike Tomlin has done a great job of building a good defense and in a strong, flowing offense with Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, and James Conner. Yeah, um, I mean, their defense is just amazing. T.J. Watt, great player. Um, he's, he's looking better than his brother, which is you know a crazy thing to say. Um, offense looking good, and I think Ben Roethlisberger. I mean. He surprised me. I think, you know, with his injury last year, a lot of people, you know, didn't know whether he was going to play well, how it was going to affect him. But, I mean, he's been great. And I think the Steelers, you know, they're looking at their schedule. I think there's a few tough games where they can easily be a 14-15 win team. Yeah. And our next team is the 5-3 and three Dolphins. I mean, who would have thought coming this season the Dolphins would be 5-3? and three? I mean, Fitzpatrick has done a great job of leading the Dolphins with some tough wins. And now two are taking over and going 2-0. I mean, this is just impressive. I mean, no one thought this Miami team would have a chance at contention for the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, Brian Flores, I mean, I mean, you can't say enough about him. I mean, with, with, with how the team played last year, he's given a pretty, you know, bad team that didn't, you know, uh, they, they just didn't really play well. And, I, I, you know, he, he's turned that team around. Um, so a lot of praise for Brian, Brian Flores. Tua's looking good. I mean, I could really see this team, you know, contending. Uh, obviously, you know, their offense, I feel like still – I mean, they played well against the Cardinals. I think Tua just needs to, you know, get on a better page with his receivers. But the, the Dolphins are looking great. Yeah. I mean, their defense has had two touchdowns in the past two games. They're playing astounding defense and are just helping Tua succeed and helping him get uh, get those two wins. So, I think their defense right now is one of the top teams in the league. I mean, they're just – they went up against uh, uh, offensively – strong offensive team like the Rams and the Cardinals. So if he plays well, I think I think he can be put in the rookie, you know, offense rookie of the year conversation. But Yeah, definitely. I mean, um Yeah. Uh, our next team is the five and three Colts. I mean, coming last year, coming with your Weaver set, they struggled all season. They were um they had a good defense, but their offense just couldn't get anything. Tia Hilton was had a mix of injuries and didn't play well. And now this year, they picked up Phil Rivers in the offseason. They were playing great offense, and now they're playing a great football team. Yeah. I mean, getting Phillip Rivers was just a huge help. I mean, I think Brissett, I think with Brissett, he, just, he didn't really know how to lead a team. Um, and I think, you know, when you get someone like Phillip, you know, who's a veteran, who's a little bit more experienced, you know, you can kind of start they, – because they've always had talent, but you can, you can start, you know, really doing things with that talent. I love the Jonathan Taylor pick. I mean, he's, he's a great player. And I love the Michael Pittman pick. And the Colts' defense, too. I mean, they've been great. They've, I mean, when I look back at one of their first games against the uh, Jets when they had, like, you know, it was the Jets, but they still had a few touchdowns. I mean, 
Darius Leonard, their entire defense is playing great. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, they've made some really good picks, and they're just a strong team. I think they can make it far in the playoffs this year, definitely. Yeah. So now moving on to our unexpectedly bad part, we're going to start with the three and five Patriots. I mean, it's been a pretty difficult season. Um, they had a uh, bitter loss to the Seahawks, losing on a on a run by Cam Newton, and have just struggled and struggled with loss to the Broncos. A lot of games have been lost by not by a failed drive. I mean, a Cam Newton fumble against Buffalo uh, was was hard. A, uh, a loss on, or a turnover on downs against the Broncos. I mean, just a lot of games have been really close. Camden hasn't been able to pull through. Yeah, you can definitely make the argument that if a few things go differently, the pass can be five and three. They've had close games against good teams. I mean, Seahawks uh, losing by one yard, you know, never surprised to see that when it's passed for Seahawks. Um, the uh, the Bills game was close with Camden's fumble. I mean, the Pats, I think they just need to work on finishing. Um, but I think they're getting more comfortable with each other as you know, gradually as the season you know yeah. continues. So I mean, it's definitely impressive that they held the the Chiefs to six points and a half. I mean, yeah. what, you haven't seen that ever in like the since Patrick Holmes took over as QB. I mean, he's, uh, their defense just played excellent that game until the second half. I mean, yeah, they held but, Patrick Holmes until the late third quarter for a touchdown. Like you, that hasn't happened. I think in his, Patrick Holmes' entire career. Yeah. That has that just has a lot to say about Bill Belichick. I mean, no matter how good of a player you know you know these guys are, he just finds ways to just shut them down. Yeah. And then next up is the two and six Chargers. I mean, this Chargers team is very good. They have a good. They have a very good offense. Justin Herbert is my top pick for rookie of the year. He's played excellent, thrown for multiple three hundred yard games. Um, Pesa Sabish himself has as honestly a top one of the top like 15 QBs in the league. I mean, he could very well be the number one QB in the next coming years. And the fact that they're, all of their games, besides the Jacksonville game, which they won, have been in a one-score uh, been a one-score. So every single one of their games have been, have been so close, except for one of them. So it's very likely that, that, that they could have had a much better record or even had an even worse record because all their games have come down to the wire. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that game against the Raiders last week was tough, obviously, with that four-year touchdown being called and then reversed, another very close one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they've also been suffering with a few injuries. Getting Eckler back, you know, hopefully soon for them will help. Um, yeah, they've definitely been out with their star running back, and that's hurt them a lot. Yeah, so I, I still think they're a great team, though. They've just, you know, never really been able to pull through at the end. But, yeah, I mean, when you look at their schedule, I could definitely see them – you know, the Dolphins are a tough team, but if they actually have an entire AFC East matchup next, Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Pats. So that, that'll be huge. If they want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win, like, pretty much all of those games. Yeah. I mean, their offense has looked really good this season. It's their defense that's struggled. They're letting up so many points, and they can't do anything to stop, to stop teams' offenses. I think if they don't make the playoffs, what they really got to work in this offseason is trying to pull in some key defensive players to help them get stops and help their offense thrive even better. Yeah. And then our, and our final team is a 4-5 and five 49ers. Uh, obviously, no one thought the former uh, NFC championship team would go 4-5 and five and have a losing record. Obviously, they've been riddled with injuries from George Kittle to, to, um, to 
Debo Samuels and Brendan Ayuk being out for that game against the Packers or um, Jimmy Garoppolo being out multiple games. I mean, it's rough. They also lost their star defensive lineman, Joey Bosa, and Nick. it's been rough. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they lost Nick Bosa, which is obviously tough. I mean, I mean they've just had a ton of injuries. With um, Yeah, but even with those injuries, I mean, they've had some good games. They look good. That pounce game, they destroyed them. Um, and I think as a 4-5 and five team, it's obviously tough. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. I don't think that there's – I mean, I don't know if they can make the playoffs. Uh, they, have, they have a tough schedule coming up, and, you know, it's unfortunate that all, that all those injuries hit them. But I think, you know, a question that you have to start asking yourself is, just, you know, is Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, the, the franchise quarterback for this team? Is he the quarterback that you want to see this team, you know, use, you know, for the next couple of years? You know, mm-hmm. um, I think he struggled. Um, and I, I think it'll be interesting to, to see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a 4-5 and five team, that's just sadly just, you know, had a lot of injuries. I mean, they also just have teared apart their defense in the offseason. They left to force Buckner. And they like injuries and Richard Sherman's been out. Like they've been struggles. They had a lot of difficulties and in injuries and in their defense has not what it was last year. Like they struggled a yeah. lot of stopping te- teams in defense. Like they couldn't, they couldn't hold the Packers. Um, they couldn't hold them back. They couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers. They are shell what they were last year. Yeah, no, it's definitely hard when you lose that many great players on both sides of the ball. So you know, it's unfortunate. Um, I think they'll come back strong next year. Um, I know Nick Nick Bosa is attacking rehab uh, right now you know, after his ACL surgery. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but I, I, I can see them coming back next year, you know, mm-hmm. healthy, strong. Mm-hmm. Well, that concludes for our podcast today. We'll see you for episode two. Yeah, thank you.